The reading is Psalm 139, and it is the first 10 verses. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heavens, to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Thank you very much, Rosemary. Um, so as I said before, I'm one of the interns here, um, and I have the privilege of speaking to you this morning about, well, this afternoon, about, this, um, about the Holy Spirit. For the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at the person and the character of the Holy Spirit. Two weeks ago, we explored his role as creator and sustainer, and last week we looked at his role as a bringer of compassion um, and justice. So this week, we are going to be looking at this psalm and exploring his, the nature of his presence in our lives. Um, and as I was preparing for this service, one thing was going around in my head. When have I been aware of his presence in my life? I mean, I can think of many times when I look back over my life and have seen evidence of his presence, but can I think of a time when I felt his presence in that very moment? I wonder about you. Can you think of a time when you're aware of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life? When I was about seven, my family moved down the road into my grandparents' house, which we'd converted into two halves, one for us and one for my grandparents. I finally had a room to myself, which was amazing, and it had a bathroom across the corridor. Back then, I was a bit of a sensitive child, and one day I ended up in that bathroom in floods of tears. Maybe I had an argument with a family member, maybe the teasing had got a bit too much, or maybe someone had said something hurtful. But I do remember ending up in floods of tears on that bathroom floor because it all got a bit too much. I sat in that bathroom, pouring out my heart to God. Pain-filled stuff that was causing a deep, deep ache. I knew at some level that he was near and that he could hear me. And even though I didn't feel his arms physically embracing me, 
I definitely felt the closeness of his spirit in the loneliness of that moment. I wonder if you've ever had a moment like that in your life. When everything just seems a bit too much, there's too much pain and your heart just aches with it. But on some level, you also know that God is there and that he can take it. There have been other times in my life when I felt the Holy Spirit's presence in the moment, but more often than not, it's been when I've looked back over my life, I've seen evidence of his presence. But that's often the case, isn't it? We look back over periods of our lives to see the presence of God's Spirit at work. How many times have we been unaware of the Holy Spirit's presence in our present, but have looked back to see his fingerprints all over our past? In a bit, we're going to be looking at verses 7 to 10 in depth of Psalm 139. But in verses 1 to 6, we see the psalmist acknowledging God's holy presence, even in the things we think are most private. He writes, You search me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my very thoughts from afar. These words seem to speak of a deep knowing. Not just the surface knowledge we might have of a neighbor down the street, but deep, deep intimacy. Intimacy born of God's careful creation of your most intimate parts. God is close to us all, but verse 5 seems to carry the weight of this. You hem me in behind and before. This reminds me that his hand is upon me in my past, but also in my future. Where can you see God's fingerprints? The Psalms were found in the Old Testament, and the activity of the Holy Spirit was different back then. Jesus had not yet come down to earth as a human, and the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out on all humanity at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit often rested on a select few, and often momentarily, typically for a purpose. For example, the design of the tabernacle, or when David was anointed by Samuel, are just two examples of this. And even though the Spirit had not yet been poured out to humanity, in the psalm we can see that his presence is everywhere. So let's focus on verses 7 to 10. They say, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn or settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? When have you asked this question yourself? These questions, these verses are often a comfort to me, but sometimes they can be kind of uncomfortable. Confirming the rumor of the giant watchdog in the sky. But it's often been times when there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life. 
And the last thing I want is for the Holy Spirit to see the sin in my life catching up with me. Even those who came before us wanted to hide from God at times. Adam and Eve hid from the Lord in the garden in Genesis. And Moses hid his face from, the God, from God at the burning bush in Exodus. Jonah ran away from God's calling as fast as the winds could carry him. And he ended up in Nineveh anyway, after a few days of an uncomfortable ride in a whale. Maybe not the best way to travel, Jonah. And as we see from these verses, the psalmist wonders if there's anywhere he can go that would be devoid of the Holy Spirit's presence. He writes, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I hide in the depths, you are there. The psalmist acknowledges that no matter how high or how low he could go, he wouldn't be able to escape God's presence. If he flew up to the stars or buried himself many feet into the earth, even there the Spirit would be there to greet him. And whatever the circumstances are in your life right now, whether you're experiencing the highest high or the deepest low, you are not alone. And in the same way that Paul praised that the Ephesians would know how deep and how high God's love is for them, I also pray that you would know the comfort of the Spirit's inescapable presence. But I wonder if you also know that because of Jesus' death and resurrection, even death isn't enough to separate you from his presence. In the ancient world when this psalm was written, death was an area of mystery, an unknown realm. Now, for many, life after death is non-existent, devoid of anything, least of all God's presence. But for us as Christians, the fact that life on this earth is only just the beginning is an amazing and comforting thing. Are you experiencing a time in your life or in the life of a loved one where you need to know this closeness? Verse 9 says, If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. So the psalmist knows that God's spirit dwells in the heavens and in the depths, but we also see that in verse 9, he knows that he can't escape God's presence no matter the distance he travels. For the Israelites, the far side of the sea was the edge of the world, the furthest place they could travel from Jerusalem and the temple where God's spirit dwelt. So even in the furthest place from the Holy Spirit's presence that the psalmist can think of, the Holy Spirit would be there to guide him and take hold of him. Isn't that amazing? Whether the psalmist really desires to escape from God's presence or not, the words of Psalm 139 convey an intimacy and a closeness. Probably, this, like he isn't just present everywhere, but he's also close. Probably the closest someone will ever be. 
And because of Jesus, he lives in our very hearts. He's closer than the breath that we breathe. We have access to him in a way that Moses only longed for when he said to Joshua, I wish the Lord's people were prophets and the Lord would put his spirit upon them. This gift of intimacy with our creator is a privilege and it's really special. The God of the universe knows you, he sees you, and there's nowhere that you couldn't go that he isn't already there. I'm sure for me and many others, this is a comfort, especially in times of need. In that bathroom of my childhood, the spirit couldn't have been closer to me. However, I also think of many around our world who don't yet know the Holy Spirit intimately for themselves, but need these words. I, I think of those who are still in Afghanistan, who have, are under such oppression for the Taliban, or I think of those who are still in Ukraine who've lost loved ones from the latest school bombing, or I think of those refugees, millions of refugees, that have been displaced from their homes across the world. Are you experiencing a time, maybe not like this, but in your life or in the life of a loved one where you need to know the closeness for yourself? Maybe you're experiencing a really hard time right now, or maybe life is going great. Whatever your circumstance look like right now, in this very moment, the Spirit is close to you. But maybe you're in a situation where you're really struggling to feel his presence. Or maybe there's just so much going on in your life right now that is distracting you from his closeness. But as we've seen today, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. And he's close. Are you aware of his closeness? What can you do to help yourself be more aware of his presence today and every day? As I said before, after school, I had the privilege of spending six months in America with the mission organization YWAM, or Youth of a Mission. During that time, I had many great experiences, but one of the most impactful was spending time with a bunch of Christians all there for one thing to know God intimately for themselves and to make Jesus known to others. Before, I had been aware of God's presence in my life at points, but it wasn't an awareness that came naturally to me. But I came away from that time with a new and fresh awareness of God's Spirit's presence in my life, one which hasn't left me since. Something happened during that time to shift my perspective, and I think part of it was the time I spent in God's Word, in interceding for others weekly, and around just other Christians 24-7 for six months. Now, you probably don't have the time or the freedom to go halfway across the world to be a missionary with YWAM for six months, But as we've seen this afternoon, you don't need to. 
He is everywhere. So no matter where you are, he is close, and we have a chance to experience his presence freshly today. Of course, this will look different for everyone, depending on personality, season of life, and how best you connect with God. But is there one thing you might be able to fit into your routine? Maybe it's committing to reading a chapter of the Bible every three days, or listening to it being read out loud on your way to work. Maybe it's committing to talking to God before you go to sleep each night, or praying for five people as you weed the garden. Or maybe it's taking a few hours away from your phone or the business of life to enjoy God's creation and retune your spirit to his gentle presence and your ear to his voice. Maybe something else springs to mind. But whatever you end up doing, just remember that he loves you, he loves you, and he's close to you wherever you go.